Howdy and welcome to Casa Grande Chat, a podcast dedicated to the Loud House spinoff series, The Casa Grandes, and I'm your host, Sunny, and welcome to episode 3 of Casa Grande Chats. So from the last episode, episode 2, there was a lot of stuff I had to cover because I was in school and a lot of news came out with the Casa Grandes and the Loud House. So then there was a lot of other news that came out during that time I was recording, so I thought maybe I could record two episodes back-to-back because something came out during this week that there's a lot to talk about with that, so I couldn't put it in episode two because there was just too much to talk about in episode two when it came to news, and then it came to talking about the arc, which I'm going to be talking about here in part two of the Casa Grande story arc reviews. So there is only going to be two pieces of news to talk about with Casa News this week because, again, I put a lot of news in the second episode, but with this one, with the news this week, we're going to be talking a lot about a certain thing that came out this week that I'm really, really excited to talk about. So, with further ado, let's get into some Casa news. Now, again, before we get into the Casa Grande news, we actually get to talk about the Loud House for a little bit. And, again, sadly, we haven't had any news in terms of the main show. There's only been one piece of announcement when it came to the regular show, which is that there's actually going to be a 10th comic coming out next year, which is The Many Faces of Lincoln Loud. And we only have a cover. I believe the person on Twitter, it was... Candy Randy Juniverse was the first person who posted on Twitter, and they showed like the um the cover of of the comic, which is basically Lincoln with his other alternate versions of himself, a savvy Warren from the White Hair episode, and like the detective costume he had from the Live Life Loud comic. Like one of the first comics was in that one was him and Clyde kind of dressed up as detectives. Um, so I'm not really sure what this comic's gonna be about, but the moment I saw this comic, I was like, wow, Spider-Man to the Spider Verse looks great. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it like a weird sort of like Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse thing where Lincoln is meeting all his alternate versions of himself in like some kind of weird universe where they all meet up or something? I don't know. Because a lot of people were wondering why Linka wasn't on the comic because, again, that's another alternate version of himself. Which, yeah, I would really like to see Linka if that is the case that they're trying to do all these alternate versions of Lincoln because they had the Detective uh, Lincoln, which Detective Lincoln hasn't even been in the show. He's only been in the comics, so I'm wondering why they chose that and not Linka since Linka actually has had an episode in the show. So I, we don't know what this comic is about. We just figure it's going to be Lincoln-based because it says the many faces of Lincoln Loud. So I assume it's another, like, shortened comic where it's, like, just a overall just like straightforward story just about Lincoln because the ninth comic is the ultimate hangout which is basically just another like condensed story where it's like Lincoln is hanging out with his friends because his sisters leave for the day and eventually starts to miss them which I'm really excited for that one because you know the fact that Lincoln sometimes feels like he misses his sisters whenever they go out and do stuff where he's all by himself it's kind of interesting to think about in terms of the show because there seems to be times where Lincoln is by himself in the house so you think about there are moments where he's thinking about his sisters and like, oh, how much I miss them and stuff. That's really sweet. So I'm, I'm very intrigued by those two comics. Again, we're getting 10 comics. I I can't believe there's 10 comics now that there's going to be one about Lincoln himself, which I'm really, really excited about, of course. And, you know, in November, we're getting Living La Casa Loud. I'm really, really excited about that one. That's that's coming close. That's in two months. So, yeah, so that's really, I can't really think if there's any other Loud House-related news that has come out during this week. I think it's most Mostly just been like we've seen like little like snippets of Steve Peets from some of the cast and crew on working on the show throughout the weeks and months, but we really haven't had any information in terms of the main show, like whenever it's coming back or if it is coming back, because again we only had two episodes this month. 
So I'm not really sure if they're keeping TLH on hiatus till October when the Casa Grandes premieres. But again, the Casa Grandes are premiering on Saturdays. Well, actually, I mean, the first episode, the first two episodes of the Casa Grandes are premiering on a Monday. And that's at 1.30. So what people have guessed upon is that there's going to be a Lattice episode before that that's going to like kick into the two episodes, which it might be a special, but we don't know that yet. Or it could just be two two episodes. Like, it's not like a special, like a Lighthouse special. It's like just two regular episodes and then a like a Casa Grande episode. Yeah. So yeah, we again, we don't know when the main show will be back, but whenever it does, I'll be able to, I'll be here to report about it. And so getting into the Casa Grande news. Uh, so yeah, so the last time I had a lot of stuff to talk about in terms of the Casa Grandes, we had the trailer come out, we had the release date, there was all kinds of stuff. But yesterday, because I'm into a lot of other shows, I got back to DuckTales because Darkwing Duck returned, because I absolutely love him. And so Nicola was like, you know, you know, you know, Sunny doesn't really need to be obsessed with one thing at a time. Why don't we release the Casa Grande intro theme song on the same day? And so I was, you know, I was coming back from class and checking my Twitter, and I see that something pops up in my, fe- my feed, which is the Casa Grande theme song video. And I was so excited. My heart started racing. I just couldn't believe that they finally released the theme song for the Casa Grandes. I've been waiting for this for so long now. I imagine what the intro song would have been like, and this is more than what I've ever imagined. Like, some people were saying, oh, it's probably just gonna be like the intro they did for the arc, which I'm like, yeah, they kind of, but they, that was mostly just like a little parody of the Loud House intro, where it was like, Ronnie introducing her entire family with all their distinct colors and stuff, but this intro is amazing like it is so beautiful to look at it's gorgeous the song is incredible like well, I don't even know where to begin on this so looking at my source here on nickalive.blogspot.com they actually do have an article about the Casa Grande theme song and who actually performs the theme song so according to this, Nickelodeon reveals the Casa Grande's theme song performed by pop star Ali Brooke. Nickelodeon reveals today the Casa Grande's main title, an energetic, authentic theme song that celebrates of all the things that make the Casa Grande's family, love, humor, and food, performed by pop star Ali Brooke. The song has elements of urban and pop music and an authentic, facet of Latin music rhythms, giving it a catchy vibe made for kids and adults alike. Most importantly, the Casa Grande's theme song expresses that we are all familia. So Ali Brooke is actually from Fifth Harmony, I believe. Yeah, so she actually performs the song, which is funny because when the theme song opens, Ronnie Ann is actually rapping. <laughs> like, the first thing that happens is Ronnie Ann is rapping in the in the intro, where she's like, I'm in the big scene with my big familia, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I was not expecting that. Like, I thought it was just gonna be, like, the Loud House theme song, where it was, like, Ronnie Ann was skateboarding through the entire apartment building, see all these people, like, waving, like, you know how like it is when he's going through his house and crashing through the crowded hall Daddy girls like ping pong balls, and you see all the like, sisters and everything. But no, they they actually wanted to make it very unique compared to the Loud House theme song. And honestly, not gonna lie, I love this way better than the, the Loud House theme song because it really emphasizes the again the theme of family. Like with the Loud House theme song. Yeah, they talk about how family is important and stuff, but it's more more based on like, oh, I'm trying to get through all of these sisters of mine, and they're just like crazy and loud, and that's mostly what it's about. It's like, oh, we're a loud family, but that's okay. The theme song for the Casa Grandes emphasizes the theme of family, because again, they, Ronnie Ann talks about like all her family members, they all are present in the theme song, and you know who else is very present in the theme song? 
Ronnie and City friends from City Slickers. They're alive. <laughs> they actually are going to be in the show. Okay, so I kind of knew this because some of the cast and crew have kind of hinted that Ronnie and friends, Nikki, Samir, and Casey were going to actually come back in the show. We kind of had like a little hint from one of the storyboard artists drawing them. But really, that was more just like, oh, maybe they'll come back. We don't actually know. But they're actually featured prominently in the theme song with Ronnie and like they actually talk about how they're all one big family. Cause like they they have a part where they're talking about all their where Ronnie is talking about all her family members and they talk about the uh, her friends and her friends are Sid, Samir, Casey, and Nikki, which is like really crazy to me that Nikki, Samir, and Casey are right next to Sid. Isn't that crazy? Like just looking at that, I'm just like, oh my god. They're actually all going to be friends, like, they're all going to be one big group of friends, which is amazing, because, like, we all thought when Sid was introduced that Ronnie and City friends were going to be, rec were going to be, like, taken out of the show, like, they were retconned, but no, they're actually going to be in it. Just a relief to me, because that means Ronnie and has a group of friends now, like Lincoln. But a lot of people, like myself, have kind of wondered... How is Sid going to meet Ronnie and City friends? Because with City Slickers, like I mentioned before, Ronnie lied to her City friends about where she was from and tried to keep herself a secret from them until the end where she apologized and said that she's not from the city. Whereas with Sid with Friended, she actually did lie about where she's from, which again makes my theory that Ronnie had met her City friends before Sid. Which is again weird because of Ronnie and being so excited to make new friends, but Sid I don't understand why she wouldn't, like, have any important, what, why her city friends weren't very significant to her life if Sid was just as important as that than her city friends, but that's mostly just a speculation. You know how the, the crew's gonna be, they're just gonna retcon it where Sid's kinda known Ronnie and city friends somehow. <laughs> it's like how I imagine, like, how Sid knows Lincoln, she just knows him, like, we don't, we don't see, like, Ronnie and talking about Lincoln or any of her city friends to Sid, she's like, yeah, I already know, I already know. <laughs> you just, like, kinda have to guess about it. It's like how with Lincoln's friends, where, like, Rusty, for example, was kinda, like, not his friend, or, like, was it, like, Hammy Downer in season one, then all of a sudden, he's, like, part of his group of friends with Liam, Zach, and Clyde, so I, I don't know, they just like decided to like, let's not really do any like showing or telling, we'll just like show you that they're there, you know, it's fine, they're there, it's, it's cool, they're all cool, they're all buddies, which again, it's just crazy to me how, again, Nikki, Casey, and Samir are with Sid. Like, I, I just never thought that would ever happen, but the fact that they are there in the intro is so important to me. Because, like, even though Clyde is technically a main character, technically Clyde's a main character. I mean, obviously, when you see all the promotional stuff for The Loud House, the sisters and Clyde. Clyde is so significant. Bobby's always been kind of significant when it came to advertising, like, but he's not really as big as Clyde, because Clyde is, like, his best friend. But even Clyde's not in The Loud House intro. But the Casagrande intro, everybody's in the Casagrande intro. The Rodney and City friends of Sid's family, the people living in the apartment building, they're all in the intro, which is amazing to me because, like, it's called the Casagrandes, and you would think because it's the Casagrandes, they wouldn't include so many people in the intro. But I just love how they did that. Like, they actually included so many people in the intro that you never thought would be in the intro. So it seems to me that they are really, like, that all these characters are going to be super duper important. Like, comes to the spinoff, which I absolutely love. Like, we're gonna see more of these people and introduce them more to the world and things like that. My, the one thing I was kind of hoping for 
was more like a just like a me thing was kind of seeing maybe a loud cameo like maybe seeing Lori or Lincoln in the intro since again they're kind of important characters when it comes to Bobby and Ronnie in but because they're not in the intro that's not really a bad thing you know I was just kind of wondering maybe like we, we would have seen like Bobby texting Lori and like a Lori emoji would have popped up like as a little like wink wink to the audience but I just I, I'm fine with that when the, with no louds making a cameo because obviously you know they want to separate from the loud house but there's still a loud house spinoff off, so, you know, again, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if we see Lori in the first episode of the Casa Grande's with Bobby, because again, she was in the arc for a little bit. She per she made a few cameos, or no, no, she made one cameo, but then Bobby mentioned her. Like, I won't be surprised if, like, the first episode Bobby mentions Lori again, so yeah. But again, talking about the intro, like, the song is so upbeat, it's so beautiful, it's crazy, it's loud, it's, it's wonderful. It's just like, I've listened to it, like, I don't know, like a thousand times. I just can't get enough of this song. It's so, it's so catchy like I just I love listening to it and just the the vibrant colors like the dancing like it's just so fun it's so upbeat and I just I love when Ronnie is talking about her family and then like they'll go to the group hug her and she's just like all squished in between them it's just so cute to see her talk about how important family is because again it's like her character development. She's growing because she's with this family now, like I talked about before. The reason that I kind of love the Casagrandes as a family is that they emphasize how important family is. And, and with Ronnie Ann being this character who really wasn't like... Because it was, was kind of like grossed out by love and affection and stuff. See that her family's showing her this like love and affection and really her now embracing that is something that I absolutely love when it comes to her character growth. Like I really just love that. And the fact that again, she not only has Sid, but now she has her city friends. She has this group of friends that she's made. Grown as a character, I absolutely love it. I love how they are just showing that Ronnie Ann is progressing as a character to making friends, embracing her family, and just being a better person now is just awesome awesome. Like, again, I don't know what the, the show is going to give to me in terms of her character growth, but the fact that they are still doing it in these little hints, whether it be from the arc and in for the intro, it's just really, really makes me so happy. Like, I just love seeing her happy. Like, she's so happy. Like, it's just so great to see her smile. It's wonderful. Like, I absolutely love it. It's great. And is that Ronnie Ann's father, Arturo, makes a cameo in the intro. He's actually with Maria and Ronnie Ann in the intro when they open up the apartment building with all the people dancing. Arturo is there next to Ronnie Ann. I was so happy to see that. Again, that means that Arturo is going to be important in the spinoff, too. If we, he actually makes physical appearances in the show, probably visiting the family from time to time and stuff, which I had theoried before, but I didn't really know that was going to happen. But the fact that he's he's actually in the intro, intro too is absolutely wonderful. Like, again, they they really just put a lot of people in this intro. Like, not just the Casagrandes, but again, Sid's family, like Adelaide and her parents, and of course, Ronnie and City friends, and all of these city folks that have kind of appeared in the show. And they're actually in the intro too, and the same people actually like live in the apartment building from Roof for Improvement are actually appearing in the intro too. So... Uh, I'm trying to see what else to talk about with the intro. It's just, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Like, I just love looking at it. All the vibrant colors, everything about it is gorgeous. Like, I don't, I just love it. It's beautiful. Like, I just, I started tearing up the moment I watched this intro. It's just so beautiful. Like, I just can't believe that, like, looking at the, the picture of all the characters together in this big group picture, I just can't believe that all these characters are together. Like, again, Ronnie and City friends, Nikki, 
Casey and Samir are right near where Sid is. Like, I just can't believe that's actually a thing. Like, I'm really excited to see they're actually going to have episodes with all of them together. You know, again, I've been excited for the Casagrandes for a long time, hence why I made this podcast. <laughs> but the fact that, like, every time I see a new thing when it comes to the Casagrandes, I get more and more excited for the show. Like, I get more and more excited about this than I am with the Loud House. I'm sorry, I'm not going to lie. Like, I love Loud House, don't get me wrong. But again, like, I loved Ronnie and since day one and I still love her now and the fact that she is getting her own spin-off with her family just makes me more and more excited to see what they bring to the table in terms of the spin-off because I'm so pumped like again there's supposed to be the panel that's happening this Sunday or when this comes out obviously it'll be Sunday I'm not sure they're gonna reveal any more details in terms of the Casa Grande spin-off because I don't know anybody who's going to the panel but if you are again like I've said like a ton of times if you can tell me anything please do I will probably be stalking Twitter to see if anybody's going, but I'd love to see if they maybe reveal some more stuff about the Casa Grande spinoff, if we're, they're going to talk about, like, any, like, you know, character stuff, any episodes, any more significant things they're going to do, any things like that, because, again, the only thing we kind of know about in terms of the spinoff is the is the episodes they reveal with the synopsis, and then, like, the, the hint of Ronnie and having to babysit a pet snake. So, yeah, with the Casa Grande theme song, I've watched it so many times, I am so pumped for this show, man, like, if I wasn't excited before, I am... Well, obviously, I've been excited before. If I was excited before, I am super excited now. Like, this this was amazing. Like, I absolutely loved it. They were able to make such a beautiful intro to hype this show. Like, I am so, so excited for this. Like... Casa Grande crew, you did a fantastic job with this intro, and I can't wait to see what you do for the spinoff. Like, th again, like, seeing this intro, how beautiful it is, I can't wait to see how beautiful the show is. I've, I know it's going to be a fantastic show just from seeing this, so yeah. So yeah, that was all the news that came out while I was recording episode 2, but if something does get revealed, I can't do it uh, during this week because I am going to stay for school, but when I can record the next time I can, I will review anything that comes out in terms of news. That's the only news we have in terms of the Loud House universe when it comes to the main show and the spinoff. So we are going to take a little break, and when we come back, we are going to do part two of the Casa Grande story arc reviews, which is Face the Music through Lucha Fever. I'm in a big city with my big familia. Every day here is my favorite dia. One big house in our family store, food and laughter y mucho amor. Tios, abuelos, all of my primos, a dog, a parrot, amigos, we're one big family now. Hey everybody, Sunny here. Just a little quick announcement or a little update as I got to say for the podcast. Um, as I was recording and editing the podcast, a friend of mine had told me that there actually is an extended trailer for the Casa Grandes that is premiering on Nickelodeon. So far, nobody has recorded this trailer. I don't know if anybody knows that there's an extended trailer out, but I am telling you right now that there is an extended trailer for the Casa Grandes on Nickelodeon. It's just an extended trailer of the first promo we got with some new scenes from the first two episodes 
episodes of the Casa Grandes. I don't remember what happened in the trailer. He showed me a few clips, but I just can't remember what happened in it. I know Ronnie and Sid were doing something, and then they had Carlos and Ronnie in together, but so far I've not seen anybody report or record this promo. If you're watching Nickelodeon and you can record this trailer, please do so everybody knows that there is an extended trailer out there for the Casa Grandes. So with that being said, let's get back to our views of the Casa Grande arc part two. Hey, it's me, Ronnie Ann. If you like the louds, come meet my family. My mom, my brother, Abuelo, Abuela, Theo Carlos, Tia Frida, my cousins Carlota, CJ, Carl, and Carlitos, and our pet Sergio and Lalo. We are the Casa Grandes. And we are back to talk about part two of the Casa Grande story arc, which is face the music through Lucha Fever. So face the music is the episode where Ronnie Ann has to overcome her stage fright because everybody in her family is performing for Hector's birthday party, and she doesn't know what she wants to do for his birthday. And basically, uh, Rodney End has terrible stage fright because when she was younger, she performed in a play when she was like a little kid and tripped and fell, and some little kid just went, Timber! And ever since then, she's, been she's had stage fright. So this episode, again, was kind of intriguing to me, Ronnie and uh, headcanons, because with the scene where Ronnie and is a little kid and she's performing in her play and she gets all upset, I was kind of like, is that when she became a bully? Is that when she became kind of tough and rugged and mean? Was that when she tripped over and got hurt by this kid? Was that when she became the person that she used to be? Because, like, with that, I kind of figured, well, if people are going to make fun of her like that, that really means she doesn't really know how to trust people. It kind of gives me this feeling that, that Ronnie has trust issues when it comes to making friends. Hence why Ronnie Ann really didn't have any friends back in Royal Woods except for Lincoln, because Lincoln was the only person that really wanted to be her friend in that time. So she really didn't know how to make friends, and when she, you know, tried to make friends, she really just couldn't trust anybody. Because again, in that moment, she never forgot that moment. You know, it was, she like, when you flash back to it, it's like part of her. It's part of the moment of her being, the moment of her having stage fright is that she is afraid of people making fun of her or people being like, you know, doing that to her. It's, it's really intriguing to me. Sid is in it for a few, helping Ronnie and try to overcome her stage fright, but she's really not having it. And eventually at the end, Ronnie tries to sing, but then she gets scared, but Hector goes to cover her because the same thing happened to Hector when he performed a play. He fell down too and, and got, and, and was hurt. But Hector understands that Ronnie Ann just doesn't, doesn't have to get over her stage fright. And a lot of people I remember hearing about this was like, well, why did, if, was it the whole point of the episode for Ronnie to get over her stage fright? Well, yeah, I mean, the episode's called Face the Music, but in the end, do you really have to get over your stage fright in the end? A character doesn't really need to get over something right away in an episode. She tried her best at the end, like she tried to actually start singing, but then she tripped and got embarrassed, and then eventually Hector helped her out by, you know, making her feel better, and she eventually did sing with everybody else. But I feel like Ronnie is not over her stage fright. She doesn't have to be over her stage fright right away. She can continue to try to sing on her own and maybe just be in front of an audience on her own and improve on that. But she doesn't have to be over her stage right, right away. I was kind of upset because I was excited for this episode and I wanted to see if Ronnie Ann would sing. And she only got to sing like three lines before she tripped and fell, which I was like, yeah, well, at least I got three lines ever. <laughs> yeah, but I, I did really enjoy this episode because again, it was a nice little like, here's some more Ronnie and headcanon fuel for you to think about in terms of her character. It's like, oh, she has stage fright because she tripped and fell during her school play. That's really interesting to me. 
And there's also a blinking and you'll miss it moment where Ronnie was in the play. Her father is sitting in the audience. Yeah, I saw that. Like, it took me a couple of watches to see that her father was actually sitting in the audience during her school play. And I'm just like, that makes it even more sad. <laughs> her father came to her school play. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah, so I, I joined based on music. I think it, I'll give it like a 7 out of 10. I did enjoy it. And then we get to Pranks for the Memories. So Pranks for the Memories is basically a episode where um, Rodian is trying to bond with Carlota and she can't really find ways to bond with her. So eventually Carlota and Rodian team up to do uh, to prank their uh, cousins. And I have a lot to say on this episode. <laughs> I have a lot to say. Not because I like it per se. Oh, Sunny doesn't like a Rodian episode? Shocker. <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise. I actually don't like an episode of Rodian in it. I know I mentioned Room for Improvement, which is the episode I didn't really like in the first part, but that episode is way better than Price for the Memories, and here's why. Price for the Memories retcons everything that happened with Rodian's character. Now, the problem with this is that they decided to do where Rodian can't even, can't bond with Carlota to the point where she can't even strike up a conversation with her. And this makes no sense to me because Carlota seemed pretty fine with Ronnie in Relative Chaos. She seemed like she really wanted to have Ronnie around to, you know, dress up and do makeup on and stuff. And they were completely fine and friended. Ronnie had Carlota help her out and friended. Why, if all of a sudden, Carlota and Ronnie can't have a conversation with each other? It makes no sense to me. Ronnie was so determined to have Carlota like her because she was like, Oh, when I moved to the city, I wanted Carlota to be like a big sister to me. Uh, no you didn't. <laughs> there was no indication that you wanted Carlota to be like a big sister to you. In Relative Chaos, you were kind of disgusted at the idea of Carlota dressing you up in dresses and makeup and stuff. And same thing with City Slickers, you were trying to hide from Carlota. Why are you suddenly realizing that you want Carlota to be like a big sister to you? You never thought this. You never realized this. You never had the idea of that. Unless, again, it was another thing that was hinted at off screen. But I don't believe for one second that Ronnie and wanted Carlota to be like a big sister her. I do like the idea of Carlota being like a big sister to Ronnie Ann, but I wish there was more of an implication of that rather than Ronnie Ann stating it without any real true evidence to it. But again, with the Loud House, the continuity is always wacky in this. But the arc has continuity! The arc has, like, continued to have continuity in this arc, and so with Ronnie Ann saying that she wants Carlota to be like a big sister to her, because, like, with Sid, she has this, uh, bird that she can't get along with. Like, that little symbol of them having that connection but with that, I just really didn't believe that, that Ronnie and really wanted Carlota to be a big sister to her. And again, the fact that Carlota just couldn't have a conversation, just couldn't have a conversation with Ronnie and just couldn't, like, agree on bonding with stuff, it was really upsetting to me that I was so excited for Pranks for the Memories. I really wanted to see Carlota and Ronnie and bond because I really did like the idea of them having this bond. But this episode really made their relationship seem kind of bland. I just really... I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought it would, except for the end where, you know, Ronnie Ann is telling Carlota that she, like, look, looks up to her and stuff, and Carlota's like, yeah, you're so cool and stuff, and it's really nice and, and stuff, but the whole episode is just really just boring. There's nothing really much to their relationship. I really kind of, I kind of wish that they actually get in their episodes where you actually see more interesting stuff with them. And not just them just, like, going back and forth about, you know, liking certain things and just not bonding and stuff. It kind of, it's kind of interesting to me that Ronnie Ann would want Carlota to like her because, to me, Ronnie Ann still has that feeling of 
she really doesn't know how to talk to people and make friends. I did mention with Unfriended, Sid, uh, Rania was very open to Sid uh, and really just loved talking to her and stuff. But I still feel like Rania does have that fear of having social anxiety, you know, when it comes to talking to people. Because even when she talks to Sid, Rania is just kind of like, when Rania first sees Sid seeing her do her skateboarding trick, she's like, oh, well, you know, I guess I didn't, I hope I didn't goof it up or something. Like, she's kind of nervous at first, but then she kind of warms up to Sid in the end. Which, again, like, I still think that when Rania only had a, uh, when Rania only had Lincoln as her friend, you know, because Lincoln was very... Lincoln opened up to her more and was really around her a lot and she really was more comfortable talking to him. Because like in last Thanksgiving, for example, in last Thanksgiving, she's really only hanging out with Lincoln. She never really like talks to any of his sisters or really stands next to any of his sisters, except for like in the crowd shot, his sisters are kind of like near her. But she really only hangs out with Lincoln because she feels comfortable around him. I think she's still scared to talk to his family because she really doesn't know how to talk to them. Like, the only time she's really had interactions with his sisters was either Lori or Rowan in uh, April Fool's Rules. And the other time, she's never really, like, talked to any of his sisters. So I feel like she's more comfortable around the people she can talk to rather than people that she hasn't, she hasn't really talked to. So since Carlota is basically basically ignoring her, <laughs> she feels like she can't talk to her, which is kind of sad to me. I just don't really like that implication that Carlota and Ronnie and just can't have a nice conversation with each other. I mean, eventually in the end, they do start warming up to each other and bond, but it's just kind of sad to think about that Ronnie and just can't get along with one of her cousins like this. With this episode too, there's one other thing I have a problem with with this episode. Bobby. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Why did you wait like... I don't know, like a couple of years when you moved to a, your uh, when you moved to this big city with your cousins to get revenge on your sister for pranking you, and again with that, I always had canon that Ronnie Ann never did pranks on her brother or even her mother because they're her family and they re and she really cares about her family. But nope, this episode was like, yeah, she pranks everybody. <laughs> and yeah, she pranks her brother. Yeah, she does that. She she's a prankster. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just like. I really didn't like that, honestly, and the fact that he teamed up with the boys to do this to get revenge on his sister for pranking him for the years. I did not like that. I absolutely did not like that, because, first of all, Bobby, why did you wait for this long to get revenge on your sister? That makes no sense to me. And two, again, why did you do this? Like, I don't understand why Bobby felt the need to team up with the boys to prank Carlo and Ronnie, and because he was mad at his sister for pranking him throughout the years. I don't understand that. It was just a weird motive for him. I felt like maybe they just needed Bobby in the episode. I needed to give a reason why, and that was the reason. I just, I just did, I did not like it. I did not like Bobby doing this to Ronnie Ann. And again, it's more like, well, Ronnie Ann pranked him, so he should get prank her back. Yeah, sure, but I also don't like Ronnie and pranking your brother. <laughs> I don't like that implication. But again, they are siblings. You were gonna say, well, they're siblings. They do that. I know, no, they're siblings, but I just, I never, I just don't like that. I really don't. And, um, oh, and another thing. When Carlota is talking to Ronnie Ann, and she finds out that Carl, CJ, and Carlitos are pranking Carlota, well, back in Royal Woods, I was a pretty legendary pranker. One, when is eternally screaming, but from the main show. <laughs> and two... Not really. <laughs> you weren't really a legendary pranker. And if you're talking about legendary, you were mostly known as a bully. <laughs> you were not really legendary. Like, you were really not well known to be a prankster. You pranked the one friend that you actually made in Royal Woods. How is that something you're supposed to... I, I don't understand why Ronnie is proud to be a prankster. I don't really like that, too. Because, to me... 
yeah, Rodian can like pranks, but I feel like her her saying that she was a legendary pranker back in Royal Woods uh, implies that she is proud of herself back when she used to be a bully. And I just, again, I don't really like that either. Because again, she pranked, she only pranked one person. She only pranked one person in the school and that was her now best friend Lincoln. So I don't know why she's proud of this. Like, it, was that really her true accomplishment? Is that that she pranked the one person she actually made friends with? Because you made him upset. You made him mad. Like, you were not going to be friends with him at all until, like, you know, you apologized for the end of Heavy Metal. But they really just, it has those really weird implications and that, that make me question why Ronnie Ann would be proud of that. I really don't think she should be proud of being a legendary pranker because, again, you're not. Luannis! Luannis done more pranks than you have. You only pranked one person. Luannis has pranked her entire family for three episodes for three seasons. <laughs> she is more of a legendary pranker than you are. I'm sorry, Ronnie, and you, you can't have that title, girl. You, I know it's supposed to be like, oh, well, she's just saying that, and she is, but saying that implies some undertones that don't make any sense in terms of her character development. But again, people are gonna say, well, she likes pranking. I know she likes pranking. I know she does. It's part of her character. But the pranking she used to do was not good. She picked on her now best friend at a time where she wasn't his friend. So I don't see how that is a problem. It's kind of like the episode White Hair. A lot of people know that I don't like the episode White Hair that I'm saying it on my podcast. Where Lincoln talks about how the last time that he got girl advice, he got hit with a black eye and they cut back to heavy metal. Which to me... Is show some undertones about how he still feels about Ronnie and during that time. Like, it really just means that there's something in those undertones that make no sense. That's why Pranks is probably my least favorite episode of the entire arc now. I'm saying it, it's my least favorite because of just all of those implications, all of these weird things that happen in the episode, the how boring the episode is, the relationship between Ronnie and Carlota isn't really engaging until the end, Bobby's uh, plan makes no sense, like it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I know a lot of people are probably going to tell me like there's some reason to that. If you like the episode, not a problem. I'm glad you like the episode. There are some things I do like about it, like Ronnie and Carlota being together, I agree, I absolutely love that, but everything else there, it makes no sense to me. I really just don't think this episode really just hit the nail in terms of what what I have thought about in terms of Ronnie's character and any other things that she's had, any of her relationships and stuff that really just like flushed down the toilet. <laughs> so yeah, Pranks is definitely a not a good episode. I, I would give it like a 4 out of 10 or a 5 out of 10. I'll say 5. I'll give it a 5 out of 10. I'll be, I'll be reasonable to it, but there is a lot of problems I have with it. And then we have Store Wars, which is the episode where, where the huge supermarket comes into town and everybody starts going to the supermarket, and Bobby thinks that if everybody's going to the store now, that their store will be closed. So, so Bobby gets everybody to get the Mercado to stay up, and eventually, like, Bobby tries to do it on his own, and tries to get everybody to stay up with him, but it really doesn't work out and stuff. So this episode is very interesting to me because they switch it up. This is not a Ronnie Ann based episode. This is a Bobby based episode. This is from Bobby's perspective, which is very interesting to me because I've always wondered what it'd been like to have an episode about Bobby. Because with Bobby, he's always been with Lori. Like we really haven't had much about Bobby, what he's like or anything. Just a 
just mainly that he's involved with Lori. So now we have to get to see Bobby in a more important role as kind of like a leader where he's trying to have his family uh, keep the Mercado safe from, you know, closing because of this big supermarket opening up. I really like seeing Bobby in charge. Like, I really like seeing Bobby take on this leader role because, again, from what we've seen of Bobby, he's very klutzy. He's very clumsy. He's just very, like, a scatterbrain and all this stuff. Like, he's, he's really just a goofball. But then he can actually take charge for once and actually be responsible and be a very engaging main character like I I really like seeing Ronnie in a supporting role when she and Bobby are going to the store and, and Ronnie is just like it's okay the Mercado is fine it's not gonna close down because in the end Bobby realizes that it is a family store it is it is a store that brings everybody together in the city because a lot of the city folk come into the store expecting things that the other stores don't have so it's really nice and stuff like it's a very simple episode I really like seeing all the Casa Grandes when they're like you know sleep deprived like Carlos gets all pissy when he's sleep deprived and just seeing them all like really just uh grou grouchy and stuff it's really funny like all of the bags under their eyes are anime really funny so yeah but it's, again it's not it's not really like a, a really engaging episode but I just absolutely love seeing Bobby just being a main character role I, I would really like to see more from Bobby because again we don't really know much about him in terms of his character how he is outside of Lori because again the only really implications we had with him is just that he's Lori's boyfriend and nothing else so now that we get to see more of him in a main character role and just what we can do with his character will be super great he does mention Lori in the episode where he says oh Lori cuts my hair which is kind of weird because like do you just grow your hair, hair out and wait for Lori to come visit you and to cut your hair? <laughs> like, do you do you wait for that or do you actually get a haircut, Bobby? I'm very confused by that. But yeah, it was a good episode. I give it like a, I'll give it a 7 out of 10 too. I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I really liked seeing another ensemble episode just with all of them together working to keep the store from closing down with the new, with the new store. But it's nice to see that in the end, that shouldn't matter. All that matters is that it's a really nice family store and, you know, we, they can they can operate their way without caring if other stores get them out of business. And the last episode is Lucha Fever, which is where Ronnie wants to watch her favorite wrestler on TV, but then her family has to do this thing. So Ronnie pretends to be sick to stay home and watch the wrestling match. So they actually kept Ronnie liking wrestling because it was implied in the episode back out there from season two, where Clyde said Ronnie's favorite wrestlers are pain and suffering. So it's really nice to see that Ronnie actually still likes wrestling. And they also continue to from No Show, where No Show, the, the the next telenovela to come out after Ana Rinalda was a wrestling one, so this was nice to see that. I, obviously, it's not the, I don't think it's the same wrestler. So, Ronnie actually fakes sick to stay home, which I really liked Ronnie and putting on this makeup and putting her hair down and trying to show that she's faking sick. And when she's home, Rosa gets all the people who have the apartment building to check up on Ronnie and all the funny ways that Ronnie is, is trying to get these people out. Like, she pretends to throw up and, like, get sick to like distract one of the people to leave and stuff like that but eventually at the end of the episode Rosa comes back she's gonna miss Carlos's award ceremony and Ronnie feels bad about that because Rosa has never missed anything that Carlos has done. And then in the end, Ronnie Ann apologizes because she felt bad for keeping Rosa away for, from Carlos's award ceremony. What I like about this episode is that Rosa actually gets mad at Ronnie Ann for doing this. There's been a few times in the arc, which a lot of people have stated, that Ronnie Ann really just hasn't gotten, you know, like she hasn't really gotten punished or upset. No one's really been upset with her when she apologizes. When she apologizes, everybody's been like, ah, it's all right, it's fine, it's okay. Like in no show, they're like, 
like, oh, uh, it's okay that you didn't like this show or whatever. Whereas Rosa here is like, I'm very disappointed in you, Ryan. I'm very upset that you kept me away from Carlos's award ceremony. Yeah, you should be upset. You know, Ryan, you did that. R Rosa wanted to go to this very important award show that their entire family is there for, and she couldn't because you faked sick. Like, yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself, honestly. So Ryan is really uh, sorry about that, but Rosa is very upset at her. But then eventually Ryan does get Rosa to the award show, which... How does Rodian carry Rosa on her back is the question I've been wondering ever since that episode came out. How strong is Rodian? <laughs> How can she carry Rosa on her back? Unless Rosa is very light, but I don't believe that for one second that Rodian can carry Rosa on her back. Rodian is small. She's short. She's skinny. Rosa is, is tall. Like, how how can Rodian carry Rosa on her back is the question that I'm wondering for this episode. Rodian has... Rodian has... Um, superpowers, apparently, I don't know, <laughs> it's so weird, but yeah, eventually they do get to the award ceremony, and then Ronnie finds out that Carlos actually was waiting to watch the wrestling match too, because he is a fan of the same wrestler as her. So this episode was very good because I really liked how Ronnie and, uh, again apologized for her actions and Rosa got upset at her for doing that because again we've, we've always seen like that when Ronnie apologized they're like ah it's fine whatever whereas Rosa was like yeah I'm very disappointed in you Ronnie and you should not have done that yeah she should not have done that <laughs> I did really like Sid helping Ronnie and again this episode um uh, trying to see what else about uh, again it's not it's not again not much happened in the episode again it was, it was just more like Ronnie and trying to stop uh, people from stopping her to watch the wrestling match but again in the end of the episode she goes to Carlos's award ceremony and everything's fine in the end so I give Lucha Fever a 7 out of 10 too I did enjoy it but again not much happened in the episode either so that was part two of the Casa Grande story arc which again part one is in episode two so you can go back and listen to that if you haven't listened to part one so yeah, that's my reviews of the Casa Grande story arc. There's no TLH news, and there's no Casa Grande news, and there's no new episodes coming out of TLH, and there's no new episodes of Casa Grande to October. So, I'm probably going to be on a little hiatus for this show until October. If anything does come out, like maybe there's a sneak peek of a new episode or something comes out, I might be back to record a new episode if anything comes out with that. But as of right now, I'm going to put the show on hiatus until October when the Casa Grandes do premiere. But if anything does come out, I will review something. But as of right now, I don't have any plans right now. Um, like I mentioned before, I did want to review episodes with Rodney and Bobby from The Loud House, but I'm not going to do that right now because obviously in October, the Casa Grande does, does premiere, and it is September, so it's going to be like a little bit until um, October is here. So I really, And of course, I do have school, so I'd like to take a little hiatus for school. So as of right now, this show is on hiatus until the Casa Grande uh, premieres in October, or there's a sneak peek of the Casa Grande episodes. I will be back to review those like a mini-episode. So thank you all for listening to episode 3 of Casa Grande Chats. As always, if you have any feedback for the show, you can contact me at xsunnyclips on Twitter or Casa Grande Chats on Twitter, and we'll see you all next time.